What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. These unprecedented times for, for everyone across the country. And, and honestly, as I look at these podcasts, the work that we're doing here, uh, just the outreach with a lot of the Buffalo Bills fans across the Buffalo Rumblings community. Uh, I think I speak for many of us, right, when this has just always been a bit of a welcome distraction. I think when we talk about these podcasts, the opportunity for us to engage, of course, I understand that there's bigger things going on out there in the world. But with that being said, we take a look at things. It gives us a good distraction. And for myself, as you take a, a peek at things, right, with the NFL draft just three weeks away, it really does give us the opportunity to uh, to, to kind of submerse ourselves in this just a little bit, right, as we want to talk about something other than, than some of the bigger issues taking place right now. So I hope this can serve as a little bit of an escape for, for all of you. Um, if you've been following any of the coverage that we've had on buffalorumblings.com, you know, we've got all the latest as it relates to free agency, uh, the new additions coming to Buffalo, as well as some of the draft talk um, for myself right on each Monday. You see Buffalo Bills Mock Draft Monday, where we have that collection of articles and picks taking place around the country as we highlight that. Also, each Friday doing Mocking the Bills, where I'll do a different mock draft and I've got different scenarios that we go through each and every time. Um, I, I've got to be honest, right, when you, you think of the situation that we're all in right now, a lot of the draft talk for me has been uh, just therapeutic in some ways, right? Again, it gives you that kind of a distraction. And for me, I run through a lot of different mock drafts. I like to look at different scenarios, trading up, trading back, again, engaging with many on social media as we kind of take a look at it and see what the team can do. And, um, you know, with it, not to get you into mock draft overload, but figured today, all right, got a little bit of time. Might as well run through another live mock draft. I got some good feedback on the one that we did last week. And with that being said, I think it serves as a healthy of enough distraction for us that it really presents an opportunity, really, again, to, to have a little bit of fun. And I know there's been some scrutiny and some criticism of the NFL, you know, why they proceeded with free agency, why they proceeded with the draft. From my perspective, I think you take a look at a lot of it, and it's, you know, if these are things that can be done with uh, social distancing guidelines and people being apart from one another, I think it is okay from this standpoint, because then once things do get to a point where teams are allowed to get back together to start practicing or whatever that might look like, then things will be ready to go and you're not hitting pause any further um, as it relates to then scrambling to get the draft together and some of those pieces. So I do understand where people are coming from in many ways, right? There's bigger things out there for us to, to be focused on right now. I think there's things that are certainly more important taking place. But again, for, for myself, I'll take the distraction of the NFL draft. I think it's one of those pieces as we go through, um, at least for these next couple of weeks, something to look forward to outside of uh, you know some of the situations that we're facing 
right now at this time. So, you know, with that, like I said, I'm going to go through a mock draft with you guys. I'll do something, you know, right from the get go. Right. We'll just kind of stay with the picks that the Bills have. I won't look to make any trades or anything like that. We'll just go forward. I'll go through all seven rounds, you know, and I'll be honest with you guys. Right. Like especially when it comes to those sixth and seventh round picks, not really candidates and players that you've seen a lot of over the season. Um, so with that, I mean, it was interesting, had the, the mocking the bills come out on Friday, you know, got some feedback. Hey, I liked your mock. Not sure about this sixth and seventh round pick. You, you know, you come through with something and you like the picks going rounds one through five, um, you know, from that standpoint, I, I think you're kind of doing okay. So, so with this, you know, I, I've got the, uh, the draft network up and honestly, just, uh, in these times, I think it's one of those pieces have come to appreciate this site in so many different ways, right? As you look at things, just uh, again, an opportunity to, to have a pretty good distraction. If you haven't visited the draftnetwork.com yet, I would surely encourage you to do so. Um, for myself, as I take a look at things, right? So here we are at pick number 54, and let's take a look at things. Uh, the top rated player on the board right now is Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU. You've got a couple of offensive tackles that are also here. Ezra Cleveland from Boise State. Austin Jackson from USC, really the top two rated tackles that are available on, on the board. Uh, you do have a couple of wide receivers there. KJ Hamler from Penn State. You've got Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan, uh, really the top two wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State still there. And you've got a couple of the top running backs still available. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU. And you've got Cam Akers from Florida State. And it's, you know, it's one of these interesting pieces, right? Once you get to number 54, you kind of have an opportunity where there's some talented players at positions of need. Not that the Bills have this like glaring need. And, you know, and I'm sure people are going to ask about the edge rushers. Curtis Weaver still available. He's a top rated edge from Boise State. Um, also, Julian Aquara from Notre Dame is still there, as well as Josh Uch from Michigan. So now you take a peek even a little bit further. Cornerback Cameron Dantzler still on the list is really the top rated cornerback. Bryce Hall listed at number 76 there as well. So you start to think to yourself a little bit, right? You talk about best player available. You talk about the needs of the team. And I think everyone can look at things and say, hey, do the Bills need some depth at offensive line? Yes. Could they use depth at wide receiver, right, with the, the trio that they have right now being very strong? But what do you do after that? I would say yes. Do they also have a need, right, when you go uh, to a running back too? Yes. If something were to happen to Devin Singletary, and you could talk about cornerback too. Right now you have a trio of Josh Norman, Levi Wallace, and EJ Gaines re-signing with the Bills, right, that it's kind of a, a jumble there in just a little bit but you hope one of those three guys hits. So with this right now is I'm going to look at things. I'm going to look at the value on the board. I'm going to pass on offensive tackle right now. And I say that because I think the Bills are going to sign Deion Dawkins to an extension. I think they believe in Cody Ford at right tackle. And for right now with Daryl Williams, Ty Secchi is kind of those swing tackle options that they might have. I think they're okay for right now. And I say that, you know, so for the future, I would think you've got your Let's say, again, the extension with Deion Dawkins. You've got your starters at right and left tackle locked up. I know there's always question about Cody Ford, but let's assume that he makes some progress this year and can cement himself as the right tackle. So with that in mind, I'm going to pass on those guys at the top of the, uh, at the, top of the list here. 
Running back, I'm, I'm a fan of the Bills adding a running back. They're going to need an RB2 as it relates to, uh, you know, some sort of a backup for Devin Singletary or a 1A, 1B type of scenario. But with this right now, I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones, the wide receiver from Michigan. I say that because you've got, you know, John Brown, you know, in year two of his three-year contract. Again, as you look at him, you know, the great productive season in 2019, but you need that fourth wide receiver option. I think you can have an upgrade over guys like Robert Foster and Isaiah McKenzie. Um, as much as I like them to make the roster and, and contribute in the 2020 season, I think someone like Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's just right 6'2", he's a bigger wide receiver, something the team needs and, uh, and someone that doesn't have to come in and contribute in a big way right away, but can contribute to the team during the 2020 season. So I'm going to take him first with the 54th pick. So now we've got the machine running. We're going to take a peek, see who's coming off the board before we get to the third round. Bills own the 86th pick in the third round. Names coming off the board. It looks like there's still, you know, in my estimation, right, these first three rounds still chocolate talent. Let's take a look at things here. We've got Isaiah Wilson and Matthew Pert, two offensive tackles near the top of the board, two guys I like very much as, uh, you know, can come in and provide that depth. Troy Pride Jr., the cornerback from Notre Dame, the top-rated cornerback on the list at this time. Honestly, I got to scroll down a bit before I even hit any of the edge rushers that might still be available. Top-rated running back on the list, Eno Benjamin from Arizona State. You still have a guy I really like in Zach Moss from Utah available, but in this type of a situation, I just don't think I can pass on the talent either at offensive tackle or at cornerback. In this scenario, I am going to go with Troy Pride Jr., from Notre Dame, um, as we talked about things, Levi Wallace, Josh Norman, and EJ Gaines, right? You've got two of those guys on one-year deals. Levi Wallace, again, the undrafted free agent, love so much about him. But kind of as we go through with things, right, I look at someone like Pride. It gives him the opportunity where he can develop in a pro system in his first year as a rookie. I would have loved if Bryce Hall was available from Virginia. He was not in this scenario. So I'm going to go with Troy Pride Jr. here as someone, again, that can have that opportunity to learn his rookie year under guys like Norman, under guys like EJ Gaines, and give him the opportunity to compete for a starting job maybe in year two or year three, opposite of Tredavious White. So now we're heading to the fourth round. We take a look at things. Pick 54, just to refresh your memory, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the wide receiver from Michigan. In the third round, it was Troy Pride Jr., the cornerback from Notre Dame. Again, two guys that could you know, develop into eventual starters for the Bills, but they will be able to contribute as rookies. For me, that's something that I look at and like what these guys can bring to the table. All right, so now we go forward to the fourth round, and there's a guy on the list right, that, that I look at a, a couple of options here. But one that truly stands out to me, and I'm a, a, a fan of, of his play, it's A.J. Dillon, the running back from Boston College. Now, as, as I look at a lot of things, right, Dillon is that between-the-tackles type of runner that, that the Bills wanted to have, and they had, I guess you could say, early on effectively with Frank Gore during the 2019 season. Um, you look at someone like Dillon, right, a good showing at the Combine, six foot, 250 pounds. I do think he fits the type of RB2 that Sean McDermott could be looking for. And, and I say that, right, you think of the guys that have come in as free agents 
in his time with the Bills. Uh, in his first season, it was Mike Tolbert, um, obviously, right, that, that bigger goal line type of back. In year two, Chris Ivory was signed by the Bills. And then last year, it was Frank Gore. And, and I don't want to just lump Frank Gore in with guys like Mike Tolbert and Chris Ivory. I mean, we're talking a guy that should be enshrined in the Hall of Fame in Canton someday. Um, but at this point, where Frank Gore was, right, a 36-year-old running back, did not have that same juice and ability that he had in the past. So, right, we've talked before about do the Bills get a, a back that's similar to Devin Singletary and complementary in that way, or do they get someone that's a bit of that, like, that bruiser, right, that guy that can just kind of pick up a, 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 a ball of steam, I guess you could say, right, running downhill and be that type of finisher for the Bills. And, I mean, six foot, 250, runs around a four five, right, a guy that can just finish – like, it's not going to be pretty. And I look at a guy like this in the fourth round. I mean, he is going to come in. He is going to contribute for the Bills. For me, right, as it comes to it, I'm a I'm an A.J. Dillon fan um, in his career at Boston College. And just what he could bring to the Bills offense, uh, I'm here for it. So that's my pick at 128 in the fourth round. The Bills taking A.J. Dillon, uh, the running back from Boston College. Now, now we get to the fifth round, right? As you get to this point in the draft, things get a little bit more difficult for you. I've addressed all needs on offense so far, right? Wide receiver, cornerback, running back. It's going to be interesting to see who is available here in the fifth round. The Bills have pick number 167. Um, some interesting names here, right? A couple that stand out. If you are going to look to do something on the offensive line, Jack Driscoll, the offensive tackle from Auburn, is there. I've seen him mocked all the way up into the third round and all the way down into the fifth. And it's kind of one of those interesting prospects. It's a guy I'm going to keep an eye on because I'm curious where he's going to end up going going in the draft. Um, you've got some tight ends on the board. Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic. Colby Parkinson, the tight end from Stanford. I mean, he stands about six foot seven. So he's always an interesting one when you talk about a guy that can contribute in the red zone. Antonio Gandy-Golden, another big target coming out of Liberty, still on the board. But for me right now, I look at it and think, okay, the Bills need to get a little bit younger at defensive end. And it's not that you're always going to get someone in the fifth round that can contribute, but who's someone that's going to come in? They're going to work hard. They can develop under guys like Jerry Hughes, you know, Mario Addison, two of these vets that maybe can kind of, you know, show the way here. And, you know, for me, I look at a guy, I kind of value him as a senior and what he can do. It's Anthony Jennings from Alabama. And this is a guy that can come in. I mean, he had an injury in 2018. So I think that's kind of knocked his stock down just a little bit, right? But as you go through with all of it, I just think it's one of those guys. He has a decent amount of upside. He's obviously come from a, a high-level program in Alabama. And I think he brings just kind of that that character that you can always look at and, and think, okay, this is the type of guy that brings a skill set that Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier can use in their offense. So I'm going to go with Anthony Jennings. It addresses part of the need at edge. Obviously not someone in the early rounds, but someone that could be a depth player. And let's see what we've got here and a guy that might be able to develop, as I said, under fellas like Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison moving forward. Now we're into the sixth round, pick 188. Some guys that jump off the board and pick, uh, let's see, we've got Tanner Muse, the safety from Clemson. Um, one to keep an eye on, most definitely. Um, a couple others that stand out, right? Neville Clark, the cornerback from University of Central Florida, is one that's there. 
uh, Kendall Coleman, the edge rusher from Syracuse. You go through Muhammad Barry, a linebacker from Nebraska, another one. Dalton Keene, the tight end from Virginia Tech. And, and I do look at tight end as the potential position that the Bills could look at and say, okay, you know, is this somewhere that they can look to make some sort of an upgrade? And I say that in that not that um, Dawson Knox should be getting less time. Tyler Croft with his contract should get some you know, decent amount of snaps. But do you have someone on the back end of the roster competing with someone like Tommy Sweeney? Um, while I say all of this, I don't think I'm going to go with tight end right now. I think I am going to go with Tanner Muse from Clemson. And I look at him as a player, right? We've talked about some of the bigger safeties and what they could be, right? Kind of a a big nickel or a Buffalo nickel that we've heard that term thrown around a bit. Um, obviously in this mock draft, the bills did not get Jeremy Chin or Kyle Duggar, two of the guys that really stand out as, you know, these versatile chess pieces. Um, of course you get someone like Muse in the sixth round. It's not that you have the same expectations for him with someone like one of those guys that would go sometime in the second round, but he stands six foot two, two thirty. Um, you know, he's got good speed, could probably be a contributor on special teams right from the get-go. Again, as a six-rounder, a little bit more of one of those uh, developmental prospects that you see. But, you know, is his position going to be to stay at safety? Is he going to be more of a linebacker in certain sets in the NFL? Um, it is a guy based on his athleticism and character that I think could be one that would be an option for the Bills. So let's take him at pick 188. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. When you come to pick 207, again, now it's a little bit more of a dart throw with many of these pieces. You look at some of the guys out there and, you know, some names that you might be familiar with, but it's much more of a shot in the dark when you get to this stage of the game. You know, as I go through with some things, you look at, again, what position do you need to address? Um, at pick 54, the Bills went wide receiver, cornerback in round three, running back in round four, switching over to the defensive side of things, right, with the edge and Anthony Jennings in round five and Tanner Muse earlier 
safety here in round six. So as I go through with things, I do look at it as an opportunity. Maybe the Bills look to do a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball, maybe look at a little bit of a project, um, someone they can stash on the practice squad as it relates to an offensive opportunity. I'm going to go with Benjamin Victor, the wide receiver from Ohio State. You know, he stands six foot four, only about 200 pounds. You know, he's got to get stronger. And that's one of those pieces that's been the knock at him. You look at the draft profiles. But when you look at him performing at a high level in the Big Ten, um, he's got a big catch radius. He's got decent hands. You know, from that standpoint, you could look at him and say, listen, if this is a guy you have to stash on the practice squad, if you can develop him a little bit, um, he could be worth the investment. So in this situation, I realize we already went wide receiver early on. But of course, Donovan Peoples-Jones is someone that should be contributing from day one, where you look at someone like Benjamin Victor, I'm going to look to try and probably stash him on the practice squad and see if that's a guy that can develop over time in Buffalo. So now we're heading into pick uh, 239, the last pick that the Bills had. And this is a bit of a bonus pick that they got from the Minnesota Vikings as part of the Stefan Diggs trade. So let's see what's here. And, and really when it comes to this point, right, and it's been a, a little bit of what I continue to do each time when we're looking at the seventh round pick, usually I'm taking somewhat of an offensive tackle, maybe someone that played offensive tackle in college, but then can have the opportunity to convert maybe inside um, to play guard, you know, when you look at things for them moving forward to the NFL. So a few guys that stand out right here, and again, so much of it, right, it's a, it's a bit of a dart throw at this point. You know, you've got on the board, let's see, from, from an offensive tackle, you've got Charlie Heck from North Carolina. I've heard plenty of good things about him. Um, other options that might be there, again, as you talk about some of the tackles, Colton McKivitz from West Virginia, another one. But at this point, right, you're just looking at someone that you might be able to develop, have in camp, hopefully an opportunity to stash on your practice squad if things work out. And that's what I'm going to look to do here is I just take Charlie Heck, the offensive tackle from North Carolina. So as we go through with this final haul, Donovan Peoples-Jones at number 54, Tro Troy Pride Jr. at number 86, A.J. Dillon at 128, Anthony Jennings, the edge from Alabama. He's the pick at 167. At 188, it's Tanner Muse, the safety from Clemson. At 207, Benjamin Victor, the wide receiver from Ohio State. And at 239, Charlie Heck, the offensive tackle from North Carolina. So listen, make sure you hit me up on uh, Twitter, at Anth Marino. Give me your feedback on the latest mock draft. Like I said, trying to, uh, to work through some of the boredom, give you something to listen to uh, here over the weekend. And I always appreciate your feedback and always appreciate everyone when you hit that subscribe button. And you get all the great podcasts that we have here for you at buffalorumblings.com. So as always, I encourage everybody, stay home, be safe, and go Bills. Take care. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? And how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.